0: Hello. Welcome to Hoovering. We've got a brilliant episode here. I've got, I've got another podcaster on. She's called Nikki Drew. She has a podcast called Macabre London, which is like gory, murdery, historical London murder history podcast. So we're going to be talking about sort of creepy, horrible, historical, foodie eating things. <laughs> Before we get into that, just my usual thanks for listening. A special thanks by the way if you're my patron, um, they're people who swap money from tiny to big for prizes to do with the podcast like um, discount tickets to live shows and guest recipes and stuff like that. If you're interested in becoming one of those people go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering Pod. Talking of live shows we've got some belters coming up uh, as you listen to this I'll be making my way to the McCuntleth Comedy Festival to do a preview and a live hoovering um, both sold out. Amazing, amazing and we're also at the end of May coming to the Wells Comedy Festival on the 26th. Got some brilliant guests for that and on the 9th of June we're the under valley south bank festival in london obviously with sarah pascoe tom allen and liam charles from liam bakes and bake off that's going to be an absolute whopper that is a huge venue if you're anywhere near london come to that please and the last thing i need to beg you to do is um there's this thing called the british podcast awards and they're having a listener's choice award which the public can vote for which ultimately to me means like well the people who have got eight billion, squazillion, quadrillion listeners are going to win that, aren't they? But maybe they won't, maybe they won't, maybe it'll be me with my just healthy and gorgeous, select perfect amount of listeners. But I mean, it could be more. Do tell people about the podcast. Anyway, please vote for Hoovering in the Listener's Choice Award. Go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. Takes a minute or two and I'd be very grateful if you would do that. OK, should we have a podcast? This one is juicy. There's moments where it is not for the squeamish. There's quite a lot of sort of chat about zoos. I don't know if ever have we recorded one of these that's got more sort of twists and turns for the unexpected and bits that made me go, oh. So, um, oh, well, bloody hell, enjoy, enjoy it. Oh, God. Well, we've got some exciting stuff to try here. especially yeah. we start with my conventional things? Yeah,
2: yeah. So what's this?
0: Um, So there's a, a cafe in uh, Ladywell where I live that's just changed hands. And it's called Oscars, and it's um it's become quite trendy now. It's very nice, and they've done it all up inside, and it's all swanky, mm. and it's all like high stools and no Wi-Fi. There's obviously like some cut. Kind of, we they want grown-ups. You can tell yeah. they want grown-ups. You, they want sort of food and coffee at poshos that know their stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not sort of bring your children kind of vibe.
2: And they don't want people sitting in there all day on their laptops. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's like they want... This is cold, hard business. You want to sip your coffee, yeah. eat your cake, get the fuck out of town. <laughs> and um, I've got a fair bit of respect for that. Oh, as well, that's all right. who is one of their... I think if when my baby was tiny, I wanted everyone to let me bring him everywhere. Yeah. And now I think, yeah, fine. I quite think it's great that there's loads of places where you're not going to have that around you. And actually, do you get this? It's quite good sometimes when there's no Wi Fi because you get the writing side of things done a lot more quickly.
2: Yeah, and you can do it easy peasy. Mind you, for me, because a lot of it is research based.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, you really need it. Oh, there's certain jobs. Yeah, if I'm writing on a like punching a script up or whatever mm. and a bunch of its research what can, yeah you fuck then but if you actually just need to like revise a script or whatever anyway oscars thank you for your cake so they gave me a discount as well which is kind oh nice so we've got this is called a marzipan spring cake nice. a raspberry brownie and then a straight up brownie and it's all vegan apart from the straight up brownie so i just thought it'd be interesting to do some comparisons
2: Oh, and nice. um, so help
0: yourself to a bit of whatever yeah, you fancy
2: Thanks very much
0: that's lovely um Oh, I nearly... I'm going to try a bit of this. I like... There's some really pretty flowers they've done on the edge of the marzipan cake.
2: I'm quite a fan of... Flowers in cooking. I don't think they used enough. Yeah. Because I've brought something with me as well, which yes. is my lavender shortbread.
0: Oh, you made some lavender yeah, shortbread. Yes, I made it,
2: but I've made it vegan. Oh, it's like, thank I've you. never made it vegan before. Oh,
0: thanks.
2: Oh, they're beautiful.
0: <laughs> so gorgeous. So, oh, yeah. I love it. Right. Let me get a picture of them.
2: There you go. Oh, my God. They don't look that pretty. Oh, they're, they're kind of so slightly fallen apart. They're kind of more oily, like
0: oily than I was
2: expecting them to be. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you. right but i'm yeah, trying so that they've first kind
2: of got a little bit of a sort of don't know like i found it quite a heavy taste to begin with okay. and then the shortbread comes through
0: <laughs> mm Oh, God, that's
2: so nice. I will give you the recipe for it if you like. Oh, really nice. Really easy to make as well. Really? Yeah, that's why I love making shortbread, because it's so, so easy.
0: I've never had vegan shortbread before. It's lovely. Really? Yeah. Oh, there
2: you go. It's just I coconut it oil. it really
0: needed the bloody butter. Do you know what mm. I mean? But it doesn't. That
2: is gorgeous. No, it's coconut oil. So, that and then... Have you toasted the lavender or something? It looks... Mm, yeah, so it's yummy. just kind of a little bit sort only of the tiniest
0: bit of lavender yeah. involved. Yeah, because well.
2: otherwise it tastes a bit too kind of like Nana's cupboard. No, <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit. I always think of um, I don't know why I always think of Nana, my Nana's. Um, mm. She used to have these amazing like knitted toilet roll doilies, mm. like a, a knitted cover for a toilet roll that had it was like a knitted. It would be pink or blue or whatever. So woolen, mm. and then at the top of it would be like a little lady. As if the actual toilet roll cover was her frock. Mm. But what's fascinating about that is, why would you cover a toilet roll as if like oh, the idea of toilet rolls is disgusting?
2: <laughs> that needs
0: <means> covering, <laughs> but you've covered it in a way where it looks like a woman's consumed it with her vagina and bum.
2: It is really and weird, got it isn't it? Underneath
0: her dress, yeah, really her enormous strange. Dress.
2: And sometimes you can find them where they're like padded around the edges as well so like even bigger
0: Mm. it's like what
2: is that all about like what exactly are you trying to hide what (laughs) earth
0: is going on for people but you know you've got to take the
2: barbie out of the loo roll yeah it is really strange isn't it
0: what's going on yeah what is
2: that all about that
0: (laughs) stuff from a bygone era like them trays used to get over your bath Mm. i'd like them to come back yeah Mm. i
2: was talking to my other half about this because i was like "Hmm." snacks in the bath is one of my favorite things ever is it yeah Big fan it. of a bath snack, <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> Apart from a glass of wine, what's your favorite bath snack?
2: Um, I would say usually a cheese and cracker.
0: No, nice.
2: little Although bit of crazy crumbly, yeah. Mm. But it's all right because you can kind of like, I don't know. Usually, I take a little plate in and we've got a little yeah. shelf by our bath, so I just put it on there along with my, my phone with my YouTube videos on it. <laughs> Brilliant, and then sit and watch that, and then yeah, cheese and crackers. Oh, I love it, yeah. It is, like, if I've got a day off... Yeah. Bath in the afternoon with cheese and crackers. Yeah. That's the best thing ever.
0: <laughs> a wine, cheese and crackers. And that's the most with Nell and I thing I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> we have a mirror it? at the end of our bath as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> filth! I love it. Absolute muck. So you can watch yourself sipping your yeah. wine and eating your cheese. Well, it, it
2: was the one that, when we moved into our place, it was mm. owned by this, uh, it was an old writer guy. And he just didn't have a TV or anything, just literally walls and walls and walls of books. And um, so when we moved in, everything was kind of, hadn't been updated since the 90s. Right. And so he had this screwed in mirror onto the wall, just like basic one. And so when we moved in, we ripped everything out and started again. Yeah. But we kept that mirror and it just kind of sat by the end of the bath and then it's just stayed there forever. So. That's what
0: always happens, isn't it? Yeah, Something exactly. just ends up somewhere. You stop seeing it after a while, don't you? You uh, stop knowing it's there. Yeah,
2: exactly. I'm
0: going in for a bit of Oscar's almond nice. fruit cake.
2: This brownie is incredible. It tastes yeah. a little bit like Smarties and I don't know oh why. Oh my God, does it? It's got That's a little bit like, of a Smarties kind of chocolate They seem taste particularly
0: of proud of that. In fact, they're they're so um, their enthusiasm in there it's gorgeous like mm. it's really they're so like high about their stuff
2: well that's good yeah though. it's really nice yeah
0: mm. Have you okay that tried- almond thing is fucking lovely
2: Ooh.
0: i'm really into almonds at the moment
2: yeah i'm never um, really a big almond fan aren't you is no. almonds um
0: also is almonds something to do with the type of poison there's a sort of type of poison that smells of almonds
2: oh well, i don't know
0: Beware the smell of bitter almonds. The detective knows what many might find surprising: that the deadly poison cyanide is naturally present in bitter almonds and many other plants used as food, including apples, peaches, apricots, lima beans, barley, sorghum. Yeah, everyone
2: always eating a bit of sorghum, flaxseed, and
0: bamboo shoots. (laughs) Oh, I did wonder. Oh,
2: because did sometimes wonder you do weather. get a really bitter almond, don't you? Yeah.
0: yeah. We accidentally eaten cyanide. Yes, cyanide is sometimes best described as having a bitter almond smell. Mm. But it does not always give off an odour. We're talking about murderous things because Nikki isn't like a bit of an expert in them. <laughs> deadly foods.
2: I would say I'm sort of a, uh, a kind of a rubbernecker more right. than anything else.
0: Hobby historian, I think, is a,
2: Yeah.
0: Because you still had to do a ton of research. Yeah. Oh my fucking god, that normal brownie is so,
2: it's so good, isn't oh it? Oh my god. <laughs> it's got layers upon layers. It's got, it's,
0: I think it, okay, Oscars, thank you for my discount. I think that might be the best brownie I've ever had. Right. It's mm. up there with the best brownies I've ever had. Mm. The crispy top, and then it's like fudge inside, right? Yeah shit yeah it's
2: like super dense it's Mm. like almost kind of it's like a cakey nutella
0: (gasps) yes
2: but it's like i don't know it's it's denser than nutella would be yeah so it's kind of fudgy as you said Mm. but yeah it's good
0: it's that crispy roof and Mm. then the oh that's going to actually, you know, I don't want to try the other one straight away because I'm enjoying the bits that are stuck yeah. around
2: the
0: teeth. I've got teeth. little bits
2: of raspberry that are stuck in my teeth. It's have lovely. <laughs> 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 I'm the
0: bits out. Tell me about any murders that have happened by eating.
2: Mm. Being quite, a f- I, quite a few in London.
0: Quite a few in London because um, cause people feed people um, poison, you think. Mm. Um, yeah, well, but also, um, I wondered whether. Um, like anyone's ever been bludgeoned to death with a food like a rock-hard stale loaf. <laughs>
2: yeah. I think sometimes with some of my cooking, you could probably do that. But.
0: <laughs> oh, I've been there. I mean, I made some some squash knocky once mm. that went so wrong. I think you could have clogged a throat.
2: Oh no! Yeah, you could have
0: choked an adult with it if like, it was so dry and. Glo- like mm. gloopy and rocky. Yeah, sometimes yeah.
2: you have like pizza crusts as well, don't you, that are so Whoa. solid that Whoa. scratch when they go down and then you can feel them burning as you swallow. Ugh, that's horrible! that is. <laughs> no
0: thanks. Yeah, tell me about some food Yeah, murders. so there's
2: been a few different ones. Um, I looked into one that was all about... Arsenic poisoning, right. because arsenic poisoning was big in the Victorian era. Was it? Everyone was yeah, bang into it. Everyone was bang into it. So um, it was called the Inheritors poison, um, Inheritors powder, I should say, um, because you you can't taste it, you can't right. smell it. It's completely undetectable. So once you put it in something, then that's it. It's you can um, eat it, and it has it doesn't have any distinct um, features. Once you've been poisoned.
0: So an autopsy at the time might not turn it up, basically. No, because
2: they didn't really do autopsies back then. So Didn't they? Yeah, they kind of only really came about... Sort of, um, I believe
0: everything I see on the telly, you know.
2: (laughs) So, they did do like they did just didn't have the knowledge, they could Mm. cut you open and say, Right, okay, that was clearly a ruptured spleen or something. They could see the physical effects, but actually, anything poison wise, they wouldn't have anything to detect it, so they wouldn't know. Um, and so, this one case where somebody was it was a whole family that ended up being poisoned. (gasps) because it was a jealous, you'll have to listen to the episode because I can't remember it completely (laughs) but it was uh, basically a jealous cousin grandchild Um, basically wanted somebody else's money grandfather's money so decided to poison him whilst using the coffee grains (gasps) and then they used to reuse the coffee grounds for the rest of the household so he would get the first batch, because he's head honcho. so Right. You know, he gets the in
0: the same coffee. way that, like, at that time, the dad would have a first go in the bath. Yeah. And then they'd all have his yeah. mucky slops.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, Water. Yeah, so it would work like that.
0: So they all got slightly less poisoned. So, yeah, so but they, they were slightly they, less poisoned. Until so. the youngest child a smaller and smaller bodies, so it yeah. didn't matter. They all died anyway.
2: Um So there was... All the staff survived, just about... Um, but he died and his wife died. Fuck. Um, and so they didn't know why it happened. They assumed it was just like a case of dysentery or something because the symptoms are very similar to that. So, you what, you know. shit yourself to death? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, vomiting, and yeah, lots and lots of shitting. Oh my God. And so it was very easy to pass it off as somebody had just suddenly come down ill. Right. So that's how they used to do it. And um, yeah, so that one was the first case of them actually being able to develop a test to work out arsenic poisoning.
0: Um, Oh my God. Yeah,
2: and it happened down in Woolwich. Wow, not not far far from from where we are. Oh, I love that. (laughs) So they, uh, yeah, basically developed this test and then um, they still use this particular test today to find out if anybody's been poisoned by arsenic. Do you know what the test is? I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but yeah it's in that episode Um, oh
0: my god that's amazing yeah I feel like I should make it clear at this point that (laughs) Nikki's got a podcast called Macabre London that you probably already listen to but if you don't tuck in it's like really lovely detailed talk-throughs of um yeah famous murders yeah and like you know with oh I feel like I'm getting a proper history lesson off them (laughs) but with all the thrills of a murder podcast about yeah because that's the thing as well
2: it's like I'm more interested in the story side of yeah. things so for me it's like I really like history but I find sometimes that things are a bit heavy going and I'm a yeah, bit yeah. like nah, I don't want to listen to a whole kind of you know sure. like yeah I won't name drop any other podcasts but, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but like ones where they're like three four hours long I'm like oh no I don't know why anyone's much. doing that yeah much. we yeah. can
0: slag all of them off as a
2: blanket thing <laughs> So these are uh, a cure all, I would say. Are they? Yeah, um, because they've got the dark chocolate and the ginger in them. So
0: I knew ginger had medicinal qualities for yeah. getting rid of like, what do they do? Colds.
2: Uh, yeah, so colds. It's an anti-inflammatory. Oh great! Um, Get your swollen bunion yeah, down. It's a natural antibiotic as well. What? Yeah, so it's got all sorts of different bits and bobs in it. that They are good found for a you. new
0: antibiotic, didn't they, recently in mud?
2: Oh, really? Yeah, very
0: promising, oh. considering we're all becoming immune to the ones we've had for a while.
2: Oh, that's crazy. Um,
0: so why is dark chocolate a cure-all? Because dark chocolate... Because it tastes a bit like medicine.
2: Uh, you're not a fan. I love it.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love it. There's a brilliant comedian called um, Josh Widdicombe, who years and years and years and Never years ago now, <laughs> um, he did he had a whole bit about how it tastes like paracetamol, and it was mm. very funny bit. I'm not really doing it justice. But I can see why people don't like it, basically, because... Yeah. Compared to milk chocolate, well, yeah, it's not. It's your a dairy bit, milk. It's is a bit it. more grown yeah. up. I've bloody love yeah. a bit of dark chocolate. Oh yeah, chocolate, I love though.
2: it too, uh, particularly go with ginger in. as well. It's a really nice kind of like mix with it. And I, th- I don't know whether those have got like the crystallized ginger in it, but crystallized ginger is like one of my favourite things in the world. Like, oh, look how
0: pretty they are. They're round. Oh, oh they are. I thought they were oh, going to be square. Me for some too, reason. because we've been afterrated
2: into thinking uh, that's that all chocolates what it is. are the same <laughs> shape. <laughs> yeah, and these so are
0: beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. I love ginger and I love dark chocolate. Oh, well,
2: there you go. And
0: I'm trying to think if I can think of an ailment I've got floating around that this, we could see if it cures all well, of it. Well,
2: dark chocolate is a natural sunscreen. What? Mm. So is it? apparently it boosts there's something in your skin I can't remember what it's called but there's a certain element in your skin that if you eat enough dark chocolate it boosts basically That's your natural, now. natural protection um, of your skin which is
0: well I'm going to Lanzarote in a few weeks oh, well, so I'll go. make sure to take some dark chocolate ginger thins oh here we
2: are I've written it down um, so natural sunscreen due to flavanols which flavanols. increase your skin's natural sun protection so mm. there you go but they are antioxidant and they lower your bro- blood pressure as well
0: these are lovely and then... there's no visible ginger involved
2: oh okay maybe but you it's can kind of really thin. taste it
0: yeah i think they probably used ground ground ginger
2: oh maybe i yeah. feel
0: like ginger something that grows all right here doesn't it
2: i um, don't know i've never really tried to grow much stuff Not well really we've got like lots yeah. of stuff i was
0: gonna ask you as well whether mm. you think in like victorian times do you think eating generally would have been a really sad affair?
2: Yeah.
0: Do you? It was a lot of meat. Right. A
2: lot, a lot of meat. Just
0: meat. Mm. Mm, some people might love that, but yeah. also got quite ill.
2: Yeah, and I think... I mean, they weren't of...
0: living as long, right, so they no, didn't not have not as good
2: diets. So your yeah, average lifespan for a Victorian female was 48. Fuck. Yeah, so... Because usually it was something that would get you, so it would be, you know, childbirth or... We are
0: still having babies then now.
2: Yeah, so cholera, um, Mm. consumption, all of those sorts of fun things, various different bits and bobs, and there was no cure for any of that, so, you know, it was kind of, if you're going to have a baby, it was like, good luck.
0: Yeah, good luck, mate. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, I still feel a bit like that.
2: Mm. (laughs) Is that after, or...?
0: Very much after the fact. Very naive on the way in.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, oh that's so interesting and then but on the other hand like, i remember doing like um uh a london park foraging walk because mm. i'm that much of a cunt um, <laughs> uh, um i got gifted a like a mushroom i'm just putting my leg up like a weirdo is that all right no, it's fine. Um i got gifted i find that my own kitchen chair is so uncomfortable i'm renting mate um <laughs> i got gifted a uh a mushroom foraging walk and loved it so much that I went and did pretty much every other thing that was at mm. that company I think they were called the London Foraging Company or something, I'll find a link and put it in the podcast notes um, That every other one that they did and they did one in um, Brockwell Park and um, we, it was in the spring, it's around this sort of time of year mm. um, and there's tons of stuff just in our parks that we can eat that back then we would have been using in cooking mm um but it was risky because some of it yeah. was poison like anything like in the same family that carrots are in there the the green leaves coming up the top of that are carrot pretty deadly
2: i want it, hang on which one is it it's potatoes that are related to deadly nightshade isn't it
0: probably yeah i think
2: it is yeah oh, I
0: feel like maybe I carrots are sort up. of in the uh it's the leaves bit that would be in it a oh. cowslip or something like that's very poisonous Oh,
2: there's. Um, it looks like a
0: carrot top. Maybe cowslip it, it looks like a carrot top, and that's why yeah, people are always dying. Yeah, what's the one it. that's
2: got the yellow flowers that, if you've got it in animal fields, you've got to get it out straight away because it gives you, well, it basically poisons your liver. <gasps> so, but I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, when I've kept animals before, it's like going really? into the field and pulling that up, but you can't pull it up with your bare hands, you've got to like wear gloves otherwise it Oh, poison they're you.
0: poisonous for horses. Ragwort. Yeah,
2: ragwort, that's the one, but that is there poisonous we to go. humans as well.
0: Okie dokie. Under Defra regulations, landowners can be penalised yeah, for exactly. allowing ragwort to spread to grazing land. Yeah. But horse owners should always remain vigilant and frequently check their hay. There you go. I've learnt that from horse and hound
2: yeah online. <laughs> Yeah, I had uh, an ex that used to keep cattle. Right. And so we had about eight cattle at one point. So yeah, we used to have to do a lot of digging out ragwort and that. That's
0: kind amazing. Of thing, That's so. I think it's so cool you've had an ex who kept cattle. <laughs> I've got an ex who It wasn't who that keeps, cool. <laughs> I've got exes who keep things like Lego.
2: <laughs> never cattle.
0: <laughs> never full massive beasts.
2: Yeah. Well, Fantastic. I used to work in a zoo, so it's one of those oh, things. Did where, you? Yeah, I used to work at Bristol Zoo? So one of those random things. Where
0: Wicked <laughs> Bristol Zoo's amazing. Yeah, Bristol
2: Zoo's really nice. Yeah, it have been uh, there
0: in the last few years. I've oh, so really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good little zoo. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. The um lions are quite near the start. Yeah, and we saved them till the end. My son was only two, I think, when we mm. went there, and maybe yeah, and he um, a lion was it was quite frightening actually if you're mm. grown up and can guess. I mean, maybe it's frightening for for my kid, but the, the lion the the mum was asleep, and the daddy line. Oh my god! I'm a grown up. I don't have to say that. The, <laughs> the female was sleeping, and the male was prowling around. Yeah and just prowling around and he stopped at one point just the other side of the glass Mm. and just stared at my two year old and I thought, Fuck now, that's that's scary. But luckily my two year old's quite thick. So he just was like (laughs) wow. (laughs) Oh no, I don't mean physically, I mean intellectually. He he just was like, This is so cool and then later when we were driving home, not long afterwards, um he's I popped into the supermarket as I'm addicted, and then he was in the car with my friend and he um, he said to her, um, that lion came up to my face. And she said, yeah, he did. And he went, and he spoke to me. And she said, what did he say? And he went, he said, hello. <laughs> I'm a lion. <laughs> say scrumdiddlyumptious. umptious hello. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrumdiddlyumptious.
1: blue Nile.com.
0: and the other thing you've brought as a cure-all a bit of a gear shift there for me <laughs> is um some booze
2: yeah so we've it's got
0: a, it's from the same company as the ginger and chocolate thins booze and coke.
2: it is can you tell i've been shopping on amazon prime oh is it on amazon prime Yeah.
0: and it's a south african old vine soap. Well, How do you uh, say it? Since so or Oh, something? I don't know.
2: Can't tell you. I'm not a wine person. C i n s a u l t. But the fact that it says on the back that it tastes like pomegranate was the
0: thing oh. that intrigued me. I was like, mm. and is it that wine's a cure all, or this particular wine? No, not this
2: particular wine. But there is a a cure all that used to be made from wine, right? Which is called Vin Mariani. And in 1863, it was made by an Italian chemist, Mariani, right. um, who came up with a healing tonic containing red wine treated with cocoa leaves. Hello, cocoa leaves. <laughs> a little bit of so what? Red wine and coke. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure that would cure yeah. all in the short term. So, ads claimed that the drink was endorsed by 8,000 doctors <gasps> and was ideal for overworked men. <laughs> to be overworked men, for fuck's yeah. sake! Delicate women and sickly children.
0: I <laughs> know oh everything it? about that's perfect. Yeah. Overworked men. What was the women hysterical? Uh, delicate, delicate women. Delicate, oh, little delicate. fragile little women.
2: Flowers. and flowers. Um, and sickly children. And sickly yeah. little children. That'd get them right back on their feet. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was, uh, Thomas Edison was a fan. Queen Victoria he was. was a fan. Who wouldn't
0: be a fan? Exactly. It's wine and coke. <laughs> exactly. The Tsar of yeah. Russia. Vino and
2: Gak. Of course and it
0: cures everything. Two different popes. Two um, different popes. <laughs>
2: And uh, yeah, so one of the popes even appeared in an advert for it and awarded it a gold medal. So there you
0: go. Wow! And
2: guess what drink it inspired?
0: Um, Binto.
2: No. Um, Lucasade. No.
0: Um, oh, Buckfast. No. Um, is it a booze? No. Uh, oh, um, um, Doctor Pepper. No. It's um, close. Oh, is it? Uh, Pepsi? Coke? No. Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah so,
0: um, so was Coca-Cola originally marketed as being having medicinal qualities? Yeah, so
2: it was marketed as a cure-all. So, yeah, not for so, teeth, eh? No, not at all. So John <gasps> Pemberton uh, tasted Vin Mariani and yeah. then decided that he was going to make his own drink off the back of it. So,
0: Wow, and he invented Coca-Cola. Yeah,
2: so there you go. So that's where it came from. So that's I thought incredible. it was only fitting that we drank a bit of vin without the mariani
0: <laughs> um, i will ask you something that i often um ask people but i think it feels like special especially relevant after that but do yeah. you think for you anything that you've ever eaten or drunk has made you better or worse from a health thing like in a medical way.
2: I don't know. I there's certain things that I will take that I think make me feel better. That's
0: fascinating. So,
2: for example, chamomile tea. Yeah. Whenever I have bad PMS. Oh, really? Yeah. Or oh, does that bad cramps. Yeah, so it's it's we proven as uh, uterine muscle relaxant is he? yeah so i always That's drink tea. fascinating
0: what a lovely thing to find out at yeah. 35
2: <laughs> i wish i'd known that for a yeah, bit yeah i only found I'll out give that a last year at 33
0: i'll <laughs> be honest i don't love chamomile tea i don't hate it but it tastes no. a bit like soap i think yeah it's
2: not It's the a nicest. bit sort of dishwashery isn't it is it's a bit yeah um it's but it's not a little offensive. bit too sweet sometimes i find oh really yeah i've always
0: just found it like somehow they've made it liquid powder mm. like this too this m- murky flowery dust yeah and, but if i've always thought the only thing i've ever had it recommended for was insomnia
2: hmm. i don't
0: know how having a relaxed uterus helps you get off to sleep well, i
2: don't know
0: yeah. <laughs> have you ever been really looking forward to eating something and then it didn't happen
2: i'd say that's probably quite true a lot of the time. <laughs> Whenever I travel. Really? I always find that I'm really terrible at that first meal. Yeah. So when you get to somewhere and you're like, right, okay, so we just need to eat and we need to go somewhere. And then I'm like, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, right, it's got to be fairly good because otherwise it's going to take my experience of where we are.
0: Right. So there's quite yeah. a lot of pressure on it. Mm. Where have you, um, where any particular travels where what you've eaten has been memorable? Um, for good or bad? Spain there's
2: always good food yeah, yeah are you omnivorous good. yeah
0: yeah 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 Spain so, is just like yeah
2: oh yeah tapas is definitely my favorite is like, it yeah just a little bit of everything is what I always want
0: <laughs> perfect yeah I know what you mean because you like most things yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah is there anything you don't like
2: um oh you so said salmon randomly Salmon. yeah so I that's such a random salmon. thing not to like I mm, don't like it. it's too fishy too fishy. Not, yeah, I'm not really a big fishy fan.
0: Right, fine.
2: So tuna's uh, fine, cod's okay. fine. Right, um, but yeah, any kind of like uh, prawns are fine, but any little seafood that can Cod get in. Cod was bin. cooked
0: in this very kitchen earlier today. Can Ooh. you tell? Is no, it offensive to not your nose? At all. Fine, can't smell
2: it. But cod's fine. Um, and, and did you have a bad experience
0: with salmon, or is it just it's just been a general growing distaste? Just
2: been a general thing. Like I, I think as well that when you're growing up, if you don't have much of a certain thing, yeah. It means that when you're older you just don't eat it. Yeah. It's like when I was growing up, this is gonna sound really weird, but we weren't a fruit family. Right. So I, I'm not a fruit person. Where did you grow up? Just down on Hailing Island.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh that's so funny. So you're just not into any fruit. No,
2: so my parents weren't fruit fans, so you know, the occasional like Satsuma or yeah. apple. And that was about it, maybe a banana. But that's about as adventurous as it got. So, that's so
0: funny. Yeah, so
2: when I was getting older I was like right okay I'm going to have fun fruit friday and yeah. I would buy a weird fruit and eat the fruit.
0: <laughs> wow. To try Oh, that's so good for you to be experimental, yeah. basically.
2: But yeah, so like pineapple, for example. Yeah. Uh, mango, that kind of thing. Do you like them now?
0: But you wouldn't have them all the time.
2: Yeah, they're kind of like... If they're served to me, I'll eat them, but I'm, I don't end up buying stuff. My other half always tells me off for buying fruit and leave, leaving it on the oh, sideboard really and it goes off. Letting it go off. Yeah.
0: I, um, I go for... I fall in and out very fickle with fruit. Mm. I have like a pear month where all I want is lovely pear and
2: yeah. then
0: I won't give a shit about pears for a year.
2: Yeah.
0: Um I feel like it's so spoiled having access to all the fruits from all around the world all of the time. I
2: know, it's crazy, isn't it?
0: It's a bit nuts, isn't it? But, but also I, find I wouldn't sometimes... ever choose a fruity thing out unless there was unless the caramelly, chocolatey things didn't exist.
2: Exactly. I can't see the point in opting for the fruit on the menu when there's it's tre- a special treat
0: I feel bad because like I've never had a sorbet and been anything less than happy
2: yeah but
0: I would never pick it I'm never picking that
2: no never ever
0: poor sorbets yeah <laughs>
2: Um.
0: of these Oscars cakes the spring marzipan one which I thought would be my least favourite has been my favourite
2: mm. of the cake cakes I haven't tried that one yet Um. I'm gonna do it though.
0: I like the raspberry um, vegan yeah I like the raspberry um, vegan one, but um, unfortunately, that normal brownie is
2: above and beyond.
0: It's above. It's not offensive to vegans. I mean, the normal brownie in this instance is above and beyond. Yeah, probably ninety nine percent of brownies I've ever had ever.
2: I once had this amazing brownie in Manchester. Yeah, and it had a big chunk of honeycomb on the top. Oh my god! And when you bit into it, it was almost liquid. (gasps) It was incredible so good i can't remember the name of the place
0: but oh. yeah ah, no it just oh, no it on the floor. <laughs> just get a new bit get a new bit yeah so spain is always good for food mm. have you ever been traveling and eaten anything like weird or frightening or just disappointing
2: had a really bad case of food poisoning in prague
0: oh no do you mm. know what it was
2: I do Didn't. know exactly what it was. I can pinpoint it. Really? Because it yes. tasted weird. <laughs> what was it? It wasn't because it tasted weird. It was, uh, we, me and my other half had eaten the same thing throughout the whole of the day. Right. And the one thing I had different oh. was uh, we went into uh, the Hard Rock Cafe.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Not that I ever do anything like that on holiday, yeah. but we were looking for a hot No chocolate.
0: judgment here, mate.
2: <laughs> but yeah, we always usually stay, stay clear of them. Um, but yeah, and so we went in there thinking that that would be fine
0: yeah
2: and there wasn't a hot chocolate on the menu and so he went for the nearest thing which was a chocolate milkshake with bacon on top i was what? in the toilet at this point <laughs> What? <laughs> so when i came back he said oh i've ordered you a uh, a chocolate milkshake with bacon on with bacon top, on top. <laughs> what the fuck and so you can imagine mm in the hard rock cafe there's bacon sitting on the side somewhere just being oh. in like one of those little pots where they have like the limes and stuff oh, right? gross. and them just putting that on the top after they made it and what yeah did it taste like it, it was fine like i didn't even notice so i think because bacon's so salty it covers a yeah. multitude of sins doesn't it yeah so, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I ate it and then about two hours later Oh, oh, hell broke loose. <laughs> oh, my God. Luke's being the operative term. <laughs> I, do no-
0: <laughs> I do not ever want bacon and chocolate together, even if there's nothing wrong with either of them. See,
2: I've had bacon and chocolate together before that, and it was fine, but I don't think i touch it now. Not I, as an option.
0: I feel, um, like, a bit annoyed mm. at the thought. <laughs> my emotional I reaction I love that you're offended
2: by it that's yeah, amazing yeah like offended you like a, what are you I'm doing
0: like, <laughs> fuck off that, who's doing that I heard of like bacon ice cream and I think yeah I see where you're going with it because mm. I like I think sweet and salty go well together and I think I think I can imagine perhaps cooked pork and cream go yeah. together well so I think, don't think that's that but I've really I'm almost angry about mm. the idea of chocolate and bacon together yeah
2: don't blame you it a, bacon a good one
0: bacon covered <laughs> Oh, I've had to almost retch. Um,
2: That's not
0: good. What's the earliest thing you remember eating apart from milk?
2: Oh, my first ever memory.
0: Yeah, food one, eating one.
2: Yeah, so like my literal first ever memory. Oh, was it eating something, yeah. So I remember being in like our first ever house that we lived in and I only lived there for about a year, I think. Right. And um, I remember kind of hanging around at the bottom of the stairs Going into the living room, walking up to the TV, and on the top of the TV was one of those little, and I don't know if you remember these from your childhood, but those little strips of sweets that were shaped as bricks, Mm. and they were in little, it was almost like refreshers. Shaped as bricks? Yeah. Do you mean just oblong? No, so they were actual shaped as bricks. Oh, I know what you mean. I know building blocks. Oh, I've never had one of those. Because I remember just going up to the TV and there was one of those on the TV and put it in my mouth and it was yellow.
0: (laughs) Amazing! I remember it so
2: clearly and I can still remember the taste of it.
0: What did it taste of?
2: Just sherbet, but slightly dusty. Dusty
0: sherbet. I think it had had been been resting there for a bit.
2: Yeah, for a while. I assume my sister must have put it there.
0: And did you already say sorry? How old do you think you probably were? Uh,
2: I think I must have been about maybe one. Whoa! Like maybe one and a half.
0: That's amazing to remember something that early. Yeah, I
2: remember. Like, that's the only, uh, that's literally the first memory, and then (sighs) I can't really remember anything until about three.
0: Foods that you would eat when you are on a budget and or would think to recommend as, like, really great, cheap things that you can make if oh, you're not
2: rolling in. super cheap stuff well i had a small period of my life which is about a year and a half where i had like hardly any money whatsoever yeah. i was working full time yeah. but no money whatsoever because i was living in a flat on my own so oh, everything just yeah. kind of went on rent and yeah. then utilities and then it's like what have you got left over and yeah um and so i used to buy a huge bag of pasta yeah and then just have that with like herbs and stuff on top of it. Oh, it, was it was so love. Yeah. And um or you Just dried herbs. Yeah. And then where I worked at the zoo as well, occasionally mm. you'd like Still a little bit of food out of the kitchen yeah, <laughs> so you'd be like right i'm gonna have this pepper sorry hippos
0: <laughs> oh my god yes yeah, so it meant
2: that you were yeah. working with animals that were getting more fresh fruit and veg than yeah, you yeah exactly so it's Jesus. like oh, i just gonna yeah, take this home the hippos. It goes off so yeah but our fridge at work we used to kind of also have things like defrosting mice and rats <gasps> and stuff in there so you'd be like right I hope I take this home and it doesn't kill me i will oh, be fine <laughs> no, of <laughs> course you've got to feed like
0: snakes yeah, and all exactly. sorts of crazy bastards but,
2: yeah so I oh used to do that so I used to be on like, a really super tight budget for that but yeah I think there's kind of there's stuff that you can do though like you can make like a veggie soup is always good like yeah. that's always a, a good little fail safe I Goes think it's a long way doesn't yeah. it like a root veg yeah, soup yeah exactly
0: Although I think that even the... I have a concern that those soup packs that you can buy, Mm. every supermarket's sort of cashed in on that, people's need for a quick fix. And so they do like a plastic-wrapped little tray Mm. of the content, the potential contents of the soup, which I suppose makes life easier if you don't know where to start. But ultimately, that is plastic you don't need you yeah could just, and it's always more expensive than the sum of its parts
2: yeah exactly
0: it doesn't make any sense you, no. if you just bought a swede and a carrot and yeah. a turnip you'd probably be spending around a quid yeah and i think and if you go
2: to the greengrocers as well it's so much cheaper is and, it yeah and quite often well because they hair. don't have too much stuff that they're like pre-wrapping or anything like that yeah. and they're not paying for a huge like space to rent it's mm. not quite so bad um and they just have like you know in a supermarket there's no kind of haggling to be done there yeah. whereas if you pick up a potato that's slightly manky yeah, green yeah grocers, you can say oh can i just have that one
0: we haven't got a green grocers in ladywell we've got a really mm. posh deli which is lovely but it's so expensive yeah and sometimes i'll get stuff in there because i'm glad it exists but and i understand why it has to be expensive yeah but um, it also it's infuriating that mm. it's
2: expensive but asdas do like their wonky veg box box now um, do they that's 395 though oh, and it's okay. like yeah, it's still Quite a lot. too expensive for what's in there it's usually a couple of, of like crappy carrots and like a slightly gone off cauliflower for like 395 it's like yeah "Mm." there's a difference
0: between wonky and off
2: yeah exactly so yeah i don't think it's a good thing but yeah i think budgeting like it can just be really like food for me is a complete joy yeah so it's like if you don't have money to eat it's really sad and it's Mm. like you just end up being like great i'm gonna go home and eat dry pasta again yay well (laughs) it's
0: not um it's yeah it's a it's a really emotional thing isn't it it feels like one yeah. of our most basic you know you need to feel like you can feed yourself. Mm, yeah. And then it it gets you in the hardest part when you feel like you can't
2: Mm. do
0: that I think there's I can't imagine anything worse really no I do remember and this is not a comparison to people who are living on the line and there are so many people and there's more people all the time the way things are going at the moment politically but uh as a student I just remember running out of overdraft mm. and having enough money left to get some food or get some fags and got some fags and thought That's what I would as I <laughs> bought them, yeah, eighteen, you know, in halls and as I bought them thinking, You're fucking this up. Yeah. Like you got to make some better choices. But that wasn't real poverty, it was a waiting game to the yeah. next paycheck. You yeah, know? exactly.
2: Well there's always something that you can find, isn't there? I think now yeah. as well, I think. Students are so sort of ready and prepped for it as well yeah. because they know that it's going to be no money and I, I think... I
0: wasn't paying anywhere near no. as much fees either. I yeah, think I was exactly. on like three grand a year when I did it and yeah, now it's triple that, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. But it's crazy.
0: And I'm still sitting on that entire debt. Yeah. Virtually. I mean, every yeah. now and again I take a chunk off but... Yeah,
2: me too.
0: Terrifying yeah. to think that you're going in... You almost can I, I don't think... I, I don't let myself think about my student debt. mm it's just too huge a thing to contemplate. No, exactly. It's and if like it's three
2: times as big. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's obscene.
2: Yeah, and I've my
0: degree. <laughs> <laughs> mm delicious tell me your other business yes yeah,
2: so we've got some bits and bobs that I wanted to talk to you about so some different cure-alls oh yes so I didn't know whether you wanted to hear about them I do yes um, please so do you want to know what the elizabethan cure for warts is no so you would get a mouse
0: <gasps> oh god
2: <laughs> you would cut the mouse in half oh god and apply it to the offending spot fucking hell but, would elizabethan-
0: rather, who wouldn't rather have a wart
2: and a exactly. dead mouse
0: getting rubbed on the bloody but knuckle. The Elizabethans Ugh. also
2: used to eat mice as well. So they Fucking used to fry perverts. them or bake them in pies. Oh. I assume that they must have eaten them whole. Oh God! You can't really pick one apart, can you? no <laughs> you should see Jess's face right now it's a picture <laughs> she's eating a mouse <laughs> a little
0: mouse I
2: know but I guess I'm they were, scared they were... of mice
0: I'm scared of mice it's oh, a problem yeah, but I'm really not into yeah. rodents
2: pretty free and easy yeah. food source though and aren't it's they? Protein, protein right come the apocalypse yeah, I might exactly. as well get my bloody mouse around a mouse but they used to use them for treating whooping cough Measles, smallpox, and bedwetting. What, just rubbing mouse
0: corpses onto your.
2: Yeah. How do you do a
0: bedwetting with... with that? I
2: don't know. Just eat them, I guess.
0: Eat a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, you won't be pissing yourself at night. You're too busy <laughs> shitting yourself about what breakfast's going to be. Exactly. Oh my god.
2: um Do you want to know what a clister is?
0: I'd better find out.
2: <laughs> it's a coffee scented enema. <laughs> oh!
0: So um, Is an enema something you squirt up your dark side? Yeah. So, and then it's like a colonic irrigation that yeah, like, pumps all your poop out.
2: Yeah, so basically oh, wow. it was fashionable from the 17th through to the 19th century.
0: You can still get a coffee enema now. Can Quite, you? Oh, I'm pretty sure that's like an LA thing. Oh,
2: it must be. But yeah. yeah, apparently it was meant to treat a variety of, uh, of various different things. Um constipation being one of them, which I can see that's can you know, that that's sort yeah. of yeah, makes sense. But a typical clister might contain or clister, might contain warm water mixed with salt, baking soda or soap. Uh some doctors added coffee, bran, herbs, honey, or chamomile.
0: Oh, so again
2: that thing with the with the uterine yeah. relaxing, maybe it kind of might work around that hmm. area as well. Oh I guess.
0: god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, wow, um,
2: and apparently during his time on the throne, Louis the I can never work this out, tenth, fifteenth, sixteenth of France. <laughs> that's how I have to do it. i Love it. No, I like that. I liked it out loud. Is <laughs> said to have had more than two thousand animas.
0: Oh my so days! I think he liked it. Do you think yeah, he liked it? I think he must have liked it. I think it. he liked having his bum fiddle yeah, with
2: exactly um, moldy bread. So, mouldy bread has been used to disinfect cuts as far back as ancient Egypt. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, Um, But obviously that makes sense because penicillin. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it wasn't actually um, developed as a proper medicine until Louis Pasteur. It
0: wasn't um, the bread that was helping, it was the mould. No, it was the
2: mould. So, yeah, so people used to eat them as well oh really yeah well, i suppose yeah you're eating the penicillin yeah exactly oh, but i God. don't know whether they would do it in a course in the way that we yeah
0: <laughs> can you yeah just make this loaf last yeah. for 21 days yeah one nibble at 3 p.m yeah, exactly. every day every day
2: not drink them with alcohol but apparently that whole drinking it with alcohol thing
0: that's a load of shit part of two shit. antibiotics yeah. yeah doctor told me that student doctor yeah. told me that I think it's one of those things that professors love telling students quite early on in medical school because it's one of those things that can flash about. Yeah. And sound. There are a couple yeah. that don't work, but it's just. Um... I
2: think they tell you that to, to make sure that you take them, though. Yeah. I think, I think it's... it's just to
0: make you behave, just be a bit better to yourself, yeah, generally. Yeah, exactly. You are going to. You sleep less well if you're on the lash. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, all the stuff that makes you get well anyway. Yeah. If you're not taking care of yourself because you're out on, the, on a razzle every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is annoying for people who are taking their licking their moldy bread and trying to drink their wine cure all at the same time their wine and gack
2: snake oil so snake oil like um, you know how people refer to like quack medical treatments as snake oil apparently snake oil was an actual thing (gasps) Um, So for centuries, oil from the Chinese water snake was an actual treatment used in traditional Chinese medicine to relieve joint pain. Um, And in Mm. fact, they still use it today. So it's probably like cod liver oil. Yeah. Um, It says that it has got omega-3 in it. Right. Um, which is probably what causes the anti-inflammatory, but, okay. yeah, which is pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah, people still refer to snake oil. It's, apparently it works. Fascinating. So, there you go.
0: Oh, I love it.
2: Oh, and uh, do you want to know about crystal meth?
0: Yeah. Of course <laughs> So,
2: who do you guess was on crystal meth throughout history?
0: <laughs> Just uh, one
2: person in particular,
0: um, which would explain a lot. Um... Napoleon? No. Marquis de Sade? No. Um Henry VIII? No. Um, Elizabeth I? No. Uh, i
2: Think later. Boudiccah. No. Later. Um
0: later. Not much much later. Oh god. Hitler.
2: Hitler. So Hitler um it used to have crystal meth. Uh, Injected into his buttocks (gasps) And as one observer remarked The injections help keep Hitler fresh, alert, active And immediately immediately ready for the day (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Wow Apparently he used to
2: help to uh, make him stay awake Long hours into the night So there you go Oh
0: god, straight into the arse cheek
2: Yep, straight into the arse cheek
0: Hi caramba he
2: used to uh, then have a go at troops For wanting to retreat um, because he was like, no, I'm fine, I can keep going. Yeah. And, yeah, no wonder, because you're wow. in crystal meth. Wow. <laughs> that is
0: so fascinating. <laughs>
2: it's crazy, isn't it? I didn't yeah. know that. And I was like, oh, I wonder what is uh, what was used as a cure-all back then. And crystal meth. So there you go. There we it, it go. Did, it did have vitamins in it as well, so these two... <laughs> They used to lace it with vitamins as well. So it could have been the vitamins, you know?
0: It could have been, could yeah. Have absolutely. Been a really strong... I'm sure the crystal meth didn't contribute to his fascism at all. It was just the vitamins.
2: No, not
0: at all. My God.
2: And then, uh, did you want to find out what your humour is? Oh, yeah, as let's well? do my four humours. Okay, so um, can you remember your four humours from school? Um,
0: I don't think I did them at school, but I've done stuff about this for something else and I can't remember what it was now. But I know it's your sanguine. Is that right? Yeah. You spit, your blood, your water... Yeah. ...and your... So
2: it is yellow bile, (laughs) black bile, phlegm, and blood. Yeah. So those coordinate with fire, earth, water, and air. So fire is yellow bile, earth is black bile, water is phlegm, air is blood. I must say I'm reading all of this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, So those end up relating back to your character so you would go yeah. and see your doctor and then your doctor would assess your character and then assign you and then sometimes they bloodlet
0: if you were sanguine that's where yeah. that comes from isn't so, it i like uh, think you're a bit too had too much blood
2: yeah so sanguine which is a cheery person of reddish complexion vigorous and tends to put on weight <laughs> Aye. aye. Um, so for that, you would eat a meal of pork with sweet and sour sauce. Oh my god! Um, because that relates back to um, the foods that they thought went with those humors. Oh my
0: god! Um,
2: a choleric person, which is an angry or bad-tempered person, who has a yellow complexion, a dry and nervous body.
0: Oh. Um, so
2: you would serve them like a strong meat, so like right. a beef or a venison, oh, right? To red like them up a yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, and then attribulary which is melancholy Uh, so that person would be rather thin they'd have a grey complexion so you'd serve them fish with sweet sauce so like a sugary fish and then a lymphatic lazy person is thin and limp with a pale complexion so you would serve them a soup with raw vegetables
0: Right. So, yeah, so. Uh, Soup with raw vegetables yeah. not going to help with the thinness, is no, it? So exactly. Much?
2: Um, but, yeah, which one do you think you are? <laughs> I well, don't know I'm pretty which one confident. I am. i
0: confident I'm sanguine. I
2: think I'm sanguine as well. Yeah, but I don't
0: really want sweet and sour pork.
2: No, no, you could have the sweet and sour sauce, I guess. I, I suppose. Don't know what else there is I find it a bit it.
0: scared of the glowingness, these <sighs> I things. I
2: know, but it's, it's crazy, though, that they had sweet and sour back in medieval yeah. times. You wouldn't think that they would, though. No. I really
0: wouldn't have thought that. I wonder what they meant by it. They probably yeah. don't mean the same, like, no. nuclear looking sauce no, that you get your fried balls thing. in now.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting, though.
0: I love it. That's yeah. amazing.
2: I've got stuff about Queen Victoria if you want to go into that. Tell me
0: a bit, one quick thing about Queen Victoria.
2: Okay. So she used to eat, basically, when she was little, they. Um, said to her that she was too fat for her age. What? So when she was little, they put her on a diet of just bread and milk. (gasps) And so she just had bread and milk. And she swore that when she grew up, she was never going to let that happen ever again. And she would eat mutton every day. And she did. (laughs) So yeah, so when she was old enough and empowered enough to be able to state what her... Fuck. what her diet would be she would have oh a full breakfast every yeah. day so porridge fish etc yeah. etc and then she would have a complete full lunch as well which would usually be a roast and then a full dinner as well and then like snacks in between so afternoon teas and that kind would of she thing have out and stuff yeah, so she Did used to have she? all sorts of kind of related. Oh obviously. no! Um, so it went too far the other way. Yeah. I
0: think bread and milk is not like the worst kind of torture, but you're like, no, she needs more vitamins well, than that, that and no minerals. Either,
2: so, so oh, not <laughs> feed her like a hedgehog. Poor
0: queen. <laughs>
2: Poor Queenie. But yeah, so she used to have all sorts of stuff.
0: Fascinating stuff. But
2: also, they think that eating disorders came around in the Victorian times because the women were so. Um, confined to their outfits and things that oh, they right. wouldn't be able to eat very much and the only thing that they really had control of was their diets because yeah. everything else was controlled for, for them yeah. so, um,
0: Corsets,
2: kind of, was that
0: corset time? Yeah, so corset right.
2: time so yeah, you would have been strapped into your corset in the morning I
0: and wore then, a corset as a historical figure and an acting job for a bit and um, I like what it did to my tits but it hurt me <laughs> in the kidneys
2: Yeah, I can imagine because everything gets squished into... <laughs> that area horrific horrific
0: at lunchtime exactly that I just unpicked it
2: yeah Yeah. don't blame you (laughs) but they
0: were eating less horrible times yeah
2: but it's crazy god that's
0: so interesting thank Mm. you you're very welcome a prison of terrible serial killers have planned an escape from jail by digging a hole and the hole will pop up in the office of a small but brilliant and vitally important charity. They'll immediately be recognised that they'll have to take out all the amazing charity people. Weirdly, only you can stop it. But to do it, you have to bounce on a pogo stick over their tunnel for 24 hours until it caves in without even stopping once for a banana. It sounds impossible, but... You do it! (laughs) Your prize is the adulation of all humanity forevermore and the feast of your dreams. I'd like to know what you're eating, what you're drinking, who, with, and where.
2: Ooh, what would I have? Do you want three courses? No, you can do what you like. Okay, um... I think I would have the best buffet table you've ever seen. Lush. So I would have like lots of really nice bread. So like rosemary mm. and salt kind of for Yes. To start with like with slightly warm with some really soft oh, butter yes. on it. Yes. Oh, I'd have some of that. Um, and then I'd have some olives, I think. Mm. And uh, lots of cheeses and meats. And maybe some of those little scotch eggs as well. Oh yeah, some, like ones with the little scrambled egg inside. That's called a um,
0: picnic egg. That's, that's the not one. a Scotch egg.
2: Yeah, I'd have one of those. Great. <laughs> well, maybe several of those. Several of those. So, is, uh is
0: do you dip them in anything? Do no, I don't actually. Off? Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, I like a pork pie as well. That's okay, that's great, 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 great. Um, warm or cheese cold. cold? Warm or cold? Um, I think I'd probably go cold. Okey dokey. Yeah. Very nice cheese yeah. straws. Great.
0: No one said that before.
2: Yeah. So I think I'd probably have that and then. After all of that, I'd probably want an actual main. So I'm guessing the amount of food that you consume is not an issue <laughs> yeah. here. No, 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 okay. no. You right. can right. have right. as I'm many tummies as you need. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think probably for my main, I had this amazing um, thing in Portugal once, and it was like a flattened piece of chicken that was breaded, mm. and then it had melted cheese on top, and it was mm. like a pizzery type thing on top.
0: Where did you say you had this in Portugal? <gasps> pizza on top of that
2: yeah so it was like it didn't have the the, the bread on it so it was just the cheese wow. and tomato and it had lots of olives underneath the mm, cheese and like it was an like yes yeah, so like it a like topped escalope, escalope but it was like topped and oh my god that so sounds fucking good, lush um with like oh some, my god that sounds so good with some nice sweet potato fries i think Ooh. yeah and wow. then for pudding what would i have Oh, I like a cheese board, but Get I kind of feel like I've already, board, I've already had the cheese and meat though. I so love the gonna idea some of that. someone having a
0: second round of cheeses, <laughs> <as though, laughs> Nikki.
2: It could definitely happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So maybe another cheese board, um, but i can't have cheesecake then can i yes have everything <laughs> so yeah maybe a cheesecake then yes for yes the pudding. i'm trying to think of anything else that i've had that's been amazing for pudding i once had a cake from chocky walkie doodah for my birthday <laughs> chock Sick. again chocky walkie doodah chocky walkie doodah have you never heard of, chocky never Wocky Wocky of it doodah? mate it's a uh it's a little there's a couple of shops in Brighton, I think, and they've got a cafe, but basically all they do is chocolate and right. they do these amazing like sculpted cakes and they do like solid chocolate skulls and things like oh, that. It's wow. So cool. And their cakes are like from like the floor up to oh, like a wow. metre and a half. So they're crazy stuff. But yeah, maybe just one whole one of those to finish. <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant.
0: Who do you have in there?
2: Um, so I'd have my other half. Yeah. Um And then probably some weird people from history, I reckon. Um, So I would probably have John Ellis, who was a hangman (gasps) in the Victorian time because he was a very interesting character. Um, He basically uh, really wanted to be a hangman. He decided one day that he saw in the paper that somebody was getting hanged and he was like, right, that's a job for me. I'm going to stop working in this factory and I'm going to apply to be a hangman. So he applied, um, and it took a couple of years before he got the job and then he had to be an apprentice. Um, and then after that, he started doing a few bits and bobs and then eventually they gave him the position and he was the chief hangman. Um, and then he went through, oh, I can't remember how many people he executed, but hundreds um, and then towards the end uh, funnily enough it started to get to him and he tried to quit and they wouldn't let him quit um, and so he tried to shoot himself in the head but he didn't do a very good job of it no. um, and then he was fine after that and then he did like some really weird theatre stuff
0: and what? took himself
2: to the stage and executed people on stage but not actual people at like, the
0: start of why you were saying you wanted him there I was thinking oh my fucking god what <laughs> but now i understand yes that is an interesting man yeah and then oh eventually geez.
2: unfortunately he did end up successfully taking his oh own no. life but yeah it was um very strange interesting man and okay it's just like i'd want to know yeah what get what the ins that was, and outs of that yeah getting
0: chatting over a bit of pork pie Nicky. yeah
2: exactly okay, um, great, And i huh? think probably i would also have all of uh, Jack the Ripper's victims. Well. Oh, okay. Get their uh, truth out of yeah, them. Yeah, because I think it's... Um, I went to a, an evening the other evening um, with uh, the author of a new book um, called Hallie Rubenhold. Um, and she's just told all the stories of the five victims. Oh, wow. Because they're always
0: yeah overlooked, ignored, yeah.
2: Um, completely ignored. And I think what's really important for me when I do my storytelling is that yeah. I really try and find out about the victims because yeah. I think so often it's the crime that killers. happened to them and it's yeah. and that's not okay um, yeah yeah and I think so it's got to be kind of you know sort of brilliant more of the victim story but yeah I would like to know more about them because I think a lot of things that are said about them aren't true as well yeah, yeah, so a lot course. of them they, you know they're called working girls but I don't mm. think a lot of them were right. uh, a lot of them you know they all had one unfortunate thing in common which is that yeah. they were all alcoholics but right. Yeah, I would, uh, Probably like who know. wasn't around there. Yeah, exactly. Honest. Well, it was the gin craze, so everybody yeah. was on
0: gin. Bit like so. last summer.
2: <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, <laughs> well, thank you so
0: much. This thank has been fantastic. So it's
2: been lovely.
0: Bloomin' meant those thank yous. Thank you again, Nikki Drews. Um, she's amazing. If you're interested in her podcast, and who wouldn't be, look it up. It's called Macabre London, uh, and she's on all the socials as Macabre London as well. It's fascinating stuff. It's obviously not as food-focused. It's more just like death, death and victims-focused. But, um, yeah, it's a splendid podcast. A Splendid Podcast. Please do check it out. You can check us out as well. We're on all the social medias at The Hoovering Pod. We have a life of our own. Or you can follow me on there at Jessica Foster Q. Got any questions or anything, tap me up. Tell everyone you've ever met about the podcast, please. To their faces and online. Rate, review, subscribe. If you want to come to any of the live shows and any of my stand-up shows, Everything's listed on my podcast, jessicafostercue.com. I'm previewing my new show, Hench Everywhere, and I'm about to take that up to the Edinburgh Festival in August. Be lovely to see you at anything stand-up or hoovering live related i'm on patreon that's patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod if you've got a spare few bucks a month you want to swap for preses, and don't forget to vote for hoovering in the listeners choice award of the british podcast awards go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote hooverings was produced by emma Corsham. thank you to Acast for hosting it the music was by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering